10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope whatever manner you chose to celebrate this year was the one that was right for you. I know there were a lot of restrictions uh, around the country this year, and it was difficult for all of us, I think, to make those decisions. Um, I know it took my girlfriend and I about 1.2 seconds to decide that we were going to celebrate as we always do and uh, have my dad and um, her son and his fiance and a couple of his friends over to dine with us. Um, It was absolutely beautiful. Couldn't have asked for a better time. The meal that Trina prepared was just out of this world insane. Um, Just absolutely fantastic. Literally everything was perfect. I mean, usually, you know, I don't care who you are, how good a cook you are. Something gets messed up. You know, the rolls get burned or the you know, the pie is overdone or something's underdone, man, everything she did was absolutely phenomenal. And I, you know, I can't thank her enough for what she did for all of us. It was just fantastic. Um, and then after dinner, uh, we went out in the backyard, built a huge bonfire in the fire pit, which was absolutely incredible, you know, good friends and good beer and a really good time. And then we came back in and played Cards Against Humanity. And if you guys haven't done that, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I laughed until I cried many, many times um, and just had a blast, you know, sharing that time with friends and family. So I hope you guys got to do that as well. You know, like I said, I hope whatever you chose to do was what was right for you, not what somebody decided for you. And that you were able to enjoy your your holiday. You certainly deserve that. With the year that we've all been through, we all deserve that. Um I want you to know, too, and I I mean this with all sincerity, um, and I don't take it lightly at all. I am so thankful and so grateful for each one of you that choose to tune into this show at any point. If you've only listened once for three minutes, I appreciate you. Um, If you're a longtime listener and somebody that's stuck with the show, um, the debt of gratitude that I owe you is really, truly difficult to put into words. And so thank you guys very, very much. I really do appreciate it. I just finished putting up the new American flag here at work, and I'm a little bit emotional right now, to be perfectly honest with you. I realized that as I was raising her to the top of the mast that there's never been a time in our history where that flag doesn't mean something. As difficult as this year has been, you know, be it the election, be it COVID, be it any of the number of other things that we've had to deal with, When you put that flag up and you step back and you salute her and you really take the time to take a look and I'm looking out my window again and just still kind of in awe. Um, But that flag does yet wave. I don't care what's going on in this country, what we're dealing with. You know, she's there and she's always going to be there, at least as long as I have a breath left in me. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. You know, and the men and women who have sacrificed so incredibly much to make sure that she still waves. Um, I'm just in awe of the number of people and the number of families that have given so much that I do still have the privilege to put that flag up. 
I don't ever take that for granted. I don't ever cease thinking about the sacrifice that it's taken to make this country what it is. And this country is going to remain what it is. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, this election is a disaster. Yeah, COVID has really stopped us in our tracks, and we've had a couple hundred thousand families, you know, lose a loved one, and that's extremely difficult. It's hard to process. I actually live in one of the most active areas for COVID right now, and it's been tough. You know, I mean, we're we're a county of 70,000 people, and, you know, every day I turn on the radio, and it's, you know, 18 people died today, 9 people died today, 7 people died today, 12 people died today. And it's, it's difficult, and it does make you stop and think. But at the same time, we as Americans, I think, have to continue to live. And as I've told you guys before, I don't want you to be stupid. I don't want you to be careless. But we have to continue to live. This is the holiday season. You know, when our friends and neighbors who are small business owners make a lot of their their income for the year, we have to patronize them. We have to let them know that we're standing behind them, you know, and we owe it to our communities. And in fact, we owe it to ourselves to ensure that we do that. You know, I don't want to lose any of the businesses in my area. Well, if I want to avoid that, what's the best way to do it? Make sure that I patronize them. Make sure that I try to shop small as much as I can. Um, I kind of take in that push a little bit um, less seriously in years past than I am right now. I know of several friends that are very close to me, very important to me, whose businesses are struggling right now and have struggled throughout the year because of some of the rules and regulations that we've had put in in place due to COVID. Um, and I want those people to succeed. You know, in a lot of cases, these are people that have put decades into their businesses and, you know, have more than once flirted with losing their businesses. Um, I think on some level, as, as friends and neighbors, we owe it to those people to not only help them to stay afloat, but to help them to thrive, to thank them for being there for us, you know, Today is Friday as I'm recording this. Thanksgiving was yesterday, and on the way to work and on the way home from work, I had to stop at convenience stores. And in both cases, you know, I thanked the people that were working there for being there. I was on my way into work and on my way home myself, you know, but the fact that those people were there for me really does mean a lot. You know, I've worked holidays most of my life, and I'm not complaining about that at all. Um, but I know what it's like to be away from friends and family on Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, some of these other holidays. It's not a lot of fun. My personal favorite, Fourth of July, you know, I can't tell you how many Independence Days I've missed. Um, and so we need to be grateful for each other. And I think that's one thing that I'm really trying to do right now, you know, in light of all of the things that are going wrong in the world and in the country is just to tell my neighbors and my friends and my family and the people that I love um, that I do appreciate them, you know. And I, I told Trina again, and I, I told her as often as I possibly could without seeming like I was being disingenuous um, how much I appreciated all the work that she put into Thanksgiving. Well, as I told you, I worked yesterday. She's a state employee, so she's off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And God bless her. I mean, the girl works harder than anybody I know. She should be off. Um, 
but about two thirds of the way through my shift, I heard his ding and I knew I had gotten the text and I opened it up and there was a picture from her of the chocolate pie that she had made for the first time on Thanksgiving that just got absolutely devoured. And I'm not a huge sweets person, but that pie was one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. And she sent me a text to let me know there was another one waiting for me when I got home last night. And it was awesome to just be able to sit down on the couch and each of us enjoy a slice of pie. You know, it was it was really cool to be thought of like that, you know, on a holiday. And like I said, I, I got my Thanksgiving on Saturday. Not at all complaining about that. But, you know, while she's home and doing other things and can relax, you know, she's doing something, you know, thinking about me and it's just awesome. You know, it's kind of overwhelming in a way. You know, I've I've never I've never been with a person who's as thoughtful and kind as she is. Um You know, she's a redhead. She's not a natural redhead. She should have been. Um she's got a temper that is just out of this world and I will be honest, most of the time that I see it, I deserve to see it. Um but you know, just to, to be so thoughtful. Those little things mean a lot to me. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, th- those little things are, are very important to me, and that was really awesome to see. So, like I said, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We're going to get rock and rolling with the show here in just a little bit. Stay tuned. So I have to admit I'm still not sure exactly what happened with this election, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I got really excited when I found out that Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood were on the president's legal team. Sidney Powell, who, of course, won the case to get Mike Flynn out of prison. Of course, Mike Flynn was still in prison until the president pardoned him just recently. Um, and then Lynn Wood, who, of course, won the Nick Sandman case when he allegedly got in the face of the American Indian gentleman down in D.C., um, only to find out that it was the American Indian gentleman that got in the face of Mr. Sandman. And it had been misreported across the country. And Lynn Wood was able to make sure that Mr. Sandman's not ever going to have to work in his life if he doesn't want to. I'm sure he will, but financially he is set upon set upon set. And he should be. Um, Then I come to find out that apparently Sidney Powell is not on the president's team anymore. And I'm not sure exactly how or why that happened. But it kind of makes me call into question just a little bit the mountains of evidence and the mountains of affidavits that she's told us that she has. And that is really disheartening, to be perfectly honest. Sidney Powell is somebody that I have a lot of respect for. She is an incredible constitutional lawyer, um, somebody that has always worked on the side of freedom and on the side of our rights. Um, she's somebody that I've always looked up to, and now all of a sudden we're in a situation where she's kind of freewheeling on her own, and the president's team is continuing without her. Then I listened to testimony from Pennsylvania in front of their state legislature in which it is said that whenever they stopped counting votes in Pennsylvania and then all of a sudden there was the huge spike for Joe Biden, there were 574,000 votes counted for Joe Biden out of that batch and 3,200 for Donald Trump. That just doesn't happen. You know, even Reagan Mondale, that doesn't happen. So there's got to be something fishy there. And when I consider that these claims are being made under oath under penalty of perjury, 
it carries a little bit more weight to me than everybody in the media saying, oh, you know, Trump's claiming there was election fraud without evidence, which is incredibly frustrating. Every time anybody in the media talks about this, you always hear them say, there's no evidence, you know, without any, um, you know, without any cause he's doing this. There's nothing here. You know, they're always giving that disclaimer, alleging that nothing happened. But if you go back just a few short years ago when Democrats were claiming that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election, even though there was no evidence because it didn't happen, did we ever hear that disclaimer there? Did we ever hear them say, Democrats are alleging without evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election? No, we heard President Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election. And there are millions upon millions of idiots who still believe that. Because our Democrat propagandist wing, our mainstream media, allowed them to believe that. It's just like the stupid people that believed that Mike Brown was shot in the back while he was peacefully walking away from Darren Wilson. No. He had gunshot residue on his hands when he was killed because he was actively trying to steal Darren Wilson's weapon when he was shot. Every encounter that police have includes a deadly weapon, the officers. If you try to steal that deadly weapon and you end up dead, I am really sorry about your bad luck. You should have made better decisions. But our media just allows people to believe the bullcrap that is spewed from the other side. Ferguson, Missouri burned to the ground because the propagandist Democrat media allowed people to believe that Mike Brown had his hands up and was shot in the back. Nothing could possibly be further from the truth. Have you ever heard our media come back and say, hey, you know what? We need to retract what we said about that. That's not actually what happened. Here's the real story. No, and you never will. You know, the symbol of the Black Lives Matter movement and the Antifa movement, while they're burning our cities down and looting Jordans and big screens and executing police officers, you know, is hands up. Hands up never happened. The fraudulent movement is based on a fraud. Hands up is a fraud. You know, and I only blame these idiots just a little bit. Because not everybody has the time to delve into news and study what actually happened like I do, like you do. You know, it's not your fault completely if you believe what you're told and you believe that you're hearing it from a reputable source. You know, we can't all be everywhere 24 hours a day. That's why our founders gave us freedom of the press, because they knew that. They knew the information that we had about presidents and presidential candidates and candidates of every other kind, for the most part, was all going to be secondhand. And so our media had to be free to report that. But it's like when you have these cases that are so cut and dried and they're reported falsely over and over and over and over again, it becomes so incredibly frustrating. Joe Biden didn't win because he's a better candidate than Donald Trump. Period. Period. That did not happen. And even if you're a leftist, you have to admit that that didn't happen. 
You know, I have never in my life heard a presidential candidate stumble and bumble more than Joe Biden. I've never seen a presidential candidate in my life hide in his basement as much as Joe Biden did. I have never in my life seen a presidential candidate take fewer questions from the media than Joe Biden did. I have never in my life seen somebody not counter the tremendous successes of the previous administration like Biden did. You know, Donald Trump, just off the top of my head, lowest unemployment, highest prosperity rate for every minority group in the country. You know, all those people that Democrats pretend to care about. Black Americans, lowest unemployment in the history of the country. Highest rank on the prosperity index in the history of the country. That wasn't good enough. Trump also committed the largest amount of money for the longest period of time for historically black colleges and universities. Oh, that wasn't enough? Sentencing reform, which overwhelmingly benefited African Americans the most. Oh, that wasn't enough? Police reform that outlawed chokeholds, except in cases of life and death, even though Eric Garner was choked to death during the Obama administration, and they chose not to do anything about it. What's our media tell you? Donald Trump's a racist. He's never renounced white supremacy. Except that he has dozens and dozens of times. The earliest one I could find was in 1990. 31 years ago, Donald Trump was denouncing white supremacy. 30 years. Too tired to do math right now, apparently. But 30 years ago, Trump is denouncing white supremacy. Way before he ever planned to run for president. And he's done it many, many, many times since then. And if I know that, every single member of our media knows that. They have so much more access to information than I do. So if I know that, they know that. Tell me why they didn't report it. Tell me why. Tell me why the, there were good people on both sides and Charlottesville was allowed to stand. Immediately after that, the President of the United States said, not the white supremacists. Not the white supremacists. Did you hear that from our mainstream media anywhere? But if I'm a black person working my ass off to keep the mortgage paid, to keep the car payments paid, to keep the kids fed and clothed and have all the brand new gadgets that everybody has now, I don't have the time to spend hours researching news on my own. Maybe that half hour that I get to sit down and watch the nightly news is all I get for that day. And maybe I can't even do that every day. Maybe I only get a half hour a week. And the media tells me that Donald Trump's a racist and he believes that the white supremacists and Charlottesville are good people. What am I going to think? And again, it's not even really my fault if I think, wow, Donald Trump must be a racist. You've never heard any member of the mainstream media go through the list of accomplishments for black Americans that I just did. You've never heard it. You've probably also never heard from the mainstream media that Joe Biden opposed busing because he didn't want his kids to grow up in a, quote, racial jungle. A racial jungle. What would happen to a Republican that uttered the word jungle in reference to black people? If you're a Democrat, free pass.
that's okay. That's just Joe being Joe. You know, if you don't know if you're voting for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. Oh, that's just Uncle Joe being Uncle Joe. It's okay. Calling Robert Byrd, his friend and mentor. Robert Byrd, the Ku Klux Klan Grand Cyclops Robert Byrd. His friend and mentor. Oh, that was a long time ago. Bullcrap. His own running mate called him on that in the primaries. I'm not going to call you a racist. And you know what that means. If I tell you, hey, man, I'm not calling you a dumbass, but you know I'm calling you a dumbass. She does believe he's a racist. And yet you offer her a little bit of power and, man, that's okay. That's just Uncle Joe being Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe's a racist, folks, period, end of story. Donald Trump is not a racist, period, end of story. And you'll never hear that. You'll never hear that from our mainstream media. Just absolutely disgusts me. But that's how conservatives are always painted. Conservatives are always racist. Conservatives are always anti-women. Conservatives are always homophobic and Islamophobic. And you know why? Do you know why they call us all those things? Because they don't have any good ideas. If you have good ideas like Donald J. Trump, you run on them. Yeah, you might say Sleepy Joe. Okay, whatever. We all saw Joe sleep while the State of the Union is being given. Get over it. Donald Trump has never called anybody anything that didn't apply. And yet, Donald Trump's the racist. And you're a racist for supporting him, by the way. Don't ever forget that. While you're busy being a deplorable, smelly Walmart shopping, Bible and gun clinger. You know, and it's crazy because all of that stuff comes from the very top of the Democrat Party. Barack Obama. Peter Strzok, who led the coup against Donald Trump. Joe Biden. You, know, you you can put half of Donald Trump's supporters into what I call a basket of deplorables. And this coming from one of the most crooked, filthy people in the history of this country, Hillary Clinton, who is still worshipped by the left. Barack Obama calling us Bible and gun clingers, worshipped by the left. Joe Biden, clearly racist. Clearly a racist. You know, tell me one thing. Tell me one thing that the Obama-Biden administration did for black Americans. I'll wait. I got another seven minutes or so left in this show. Anybody come up with anything yet? I didn't think so. But our mainstream media tells you Donald Trump is a racist. You know, I am so sick and tired of being misrepresented. And it occurs on every possible topic. Every topic. Joe Biden says, you know, we're going to do something about COVID, unlike the previous administration that didn't do anything. Didn't they? Didn't they? Because I swear I just heard about a third vaccine for COVID, which makes it now the third fastest behind the other two COVID vaccines in the history of the world to be made available. 
I don't know. I think the three fastest vaccines in the history of planet Earth, I think that's doing something. Operation Warp Speed, that's what did it. Donald Trump's collaboration with private pharmaceutical companies brought us three vaccines faster than anybody else ever has. Ever. Let's talk about Russia. What's Vladimir Putin doing right now? Is he stealing parts of sovereign countries without a response from the United States like he did under Obama and Biden? But no, we still about here, still hear about Russia with Trump. We still hear that Trump's in Putin's back pocket. Putin stole Crimea from Ukraine. Oddly enough, Ukraine. Under Obama and Biden. There was no response from the United States whatsoever. Putin knows not to pull that crap now. You know who else knows not to pull that crap now? Kim. When was the last time he lobbed a missile over her allies? Again, I'll wait. You know who else is quiet now? The entire freaking Middle East. Jimmy Carter, who is the best man to ever be president, in my humble opinion. He's a god-awful president, but he's a great man. He's a truly great man. Jimmy Carter spent his entire life working for peace in the Middle East without success. Donald Trump accomplishes it in four years. Never in my lifetime had I seen peace in the Middle East. I see it now. I see the caliphate gone. I see our troops coming home. I don't see Mad Dog Mattis anywhere who told Trump, Sir, there's no way you can pull troops out of the Middle East. It would be complete chaos. You know what? Trump said he knew more than the generals, and apparently he did, because Trump's done it. Do you hear about that? Do you hear about the three Nobel Peace Prize nominations? You know, if you completely report everything falsely, then yes, Republicans are the worst choice. But if you report as they require in court the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, there will never be another Democrat elected anywhere. You want what's best for the country? You voted for Donald Trump. If you didn't, don't tell me you want what's best for the country because you failed us. If you voted for Biden, you personally failed us. I have a longtime friend. He spent some time in the Army, too. He's very proud of his service, and he should be. And he was part of a group called Veterans for Biden. Veterans, veterans for Biden. Okay, what did we have the Obama-Biden administration? Let's see. We had the caliphate in the Middle East. We had terrorist attacks still happening. You know, as I said, we had Putin stealing parts of sovereign countries. We had Kim lobbing missiles all over the place. You know, if you're a veteran, how can you not vote for Donald Trump? Unless you just don't like peace. And most, most soldiers that I know do like peace because they understand the sacrifice that comes with protecting it. I just don't understand how we've done this, if we've actually done this, which that remains in question. But I'm thankful for at least the last four years having a president who, like I said, oversaw the highest amount of success for every demographic in the country. A president who made us 
energy independent and a net exporter of oil, which means our sons and daughters don't have to go to the freaking sandbox and die anymore so that we can keep getting it from Saudi Arabia. You know, we have a president. Peace in the Middle East. Pretty much peace planet-wide. Three vaccines faster than any others in the history of the world. A Dow that just broke 30,000 in the worst, the worst stretch of a pandemic. Manufacturing jobs coming back. What else do they want? Oh, I don't like his tweets. He's a meanie pants. Yeah, you know what? You can tweet Jason Formwalt is an effing moron for the next four years if this is what I get. Text it every day. Tweet it every day. Call me and tell me every day. If this is what I get, I'm up for it, 100%. Cuss me out on the evening news every night. I don't care. If this is what I get, I want it. He's just not a nice guy. I don't give a shit. Lots of people aren't nice guys. Nice guys, a lot of times, don't get shit done. A lot of times they do, in respect to them. But find me a president of the United States. Find me a modern president of the United States. Because I've got to leave out Washington. I've got to leave out Jefferson. I've got to leave out Lincoln. I'll give you those three right off the bat. But find me a modern president of the United States who accomplished more in four years than Donald John Trump. And on this Thanksgiving, if we lost this election, or if we have this election taken from us, whatever happens, I am immensely thankful that I got to enjoy the last four years under the best modern president we have ever had. I think it's ridiculous that I won't get to enjoy four more. And God knows, once the Supreme Court's packed, once D.C. and Puerto Rico become states and give Democrats four extra senators, and they've already got the House, there will probably never be a Republican president again. Because the quote-unquote anti-fascists want to be fascists. They want to completely eliminate our voice. And Lester Holt and everybody else is more than happy to fall in line and help. Hand me the script, Mr. Biden. Here's the propaganda, Mr. Biden. Do you approve this? It's crap. It's a bunch of crap. And I'm sorry it upsets me so much, but if you're not upset, I really wonder if you're paying attention. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, finally, you're welcome, is going to do it. For this episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast, I have been, as always, your host, Jason Fornwall. Thank you so very much for joining me. Please contact me if you would like some time on the show. If you want the show, I'll give you a half-hour episode. I have no problems doing that, especially if you disagree with me. I'll give you the whole half-hour. You can contact me at Treehouse1776 on Twitter, at Treehouse1776. Also, at Treehouse of Liberty Media at gmail.com, treehouseoflibertymedia at gmail.com, or the Treehouse of Liberty podcast page on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you so much for tolerating me. I am thankful for you. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.